welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. I'm this week's host, Eddie Webb, and with me are Dixie Cochran. Hello. I'm and here. Matthew I'm here with headphones on. <laughs> and Matthew Dawkins. Hello, Eddie. And, uh, and once again, once again, Eddie, I very much appreciate the deep intake of breath at the beginning of the podcast that I am going to make you feel self-conscious about because that's the second time <laughs> I've mentioned I, 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 it. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. when i I started working in radio i learned how to breathe i just didn't learn how to breathe the microphone was off (laughs) yeah i guess it's probably better than going welcome to the onyx podcast and running out of (laughs) at the end of that sentence welcome to the onyx book while we're dead yeah um but but, uh, think think of the it would be like when comedians die live on stage. That's always um, tragic, but also apt. Because <laughs> I imagine most... Well, because comedians die on stage many times in their career, but it's a special thing if they actually die on stage. This is the worst. What are we even talking about today? I don't like this conversation. <laughs> Well, speaking of live, um, uh, that is what we're doing today, actually. Um, uh, For those of you who are uh, listening in our usual uh, uh, Podbean um, formats, uh, you know, our our usual Friday episodes, we recorded this live a couple days earlier um, through Podbean Live. And you remember uh, a few months ago, we did another episode like this, um, and we're trying it again. We're seeing what kind of fun we can have. Um, and, uh, we've already had our kind of traditional five minutes of screwing around with equipments and, uh, uh, screwing things up and Matthew, stop, Matthew, stop typing. It's so loud. <laughs> and as you can tell, <laughs> Dixie and Matthew are not under usual equipment. Um, they're, they're forced by the powers that be a Podbean to talk through, uh, their phones to actually call into the show. Um, so you will definitely see some, some, a different kind of, of texture to the show. I think it's fair to say, if you're not already familiar with these, um, it's gonna be a little more, a lot more talking over each other. Um, we're gonna have also people from the audience are going to be able to call in. Um, and essentially it's going to be a little less good. A little less good. Yeah. It's going to not be as good as the other but, but, <laughs> but a lot more dynamic. You never know what might happen on the Onyx Pathcast. It's, uh, this is like a, a spontaneous hour of pure, unbridled entertainment. And as I see that Danielle Lauzon has arrived, we should, we should, and I can't promise the audience this, but we should find <laughs> out how Danielle's plumbing is doing. Which was the big cliffhanger that our last live podcast ended on, quite frankly. It's true. It's no, true. it's not. That was two live podcasts. Well, okay. It was two ago as far as recording time. It was one ago as far as launching it, I guess. Timelines are weird, yo. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Mm. Speaking of which, Danielle is calling in right now. So. so hello, Danielle. Hello. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yes, we can. Oh, can yeah. Excellent. Mm. How's your plumbing? (laughs) It was my water pressure, thank you. (laughs) Well, actually. (laughs) Actually. How's your water Uh, pressure? It's it's great. Best, best normal water pressure I've had in this house. There we go. That's exciting. I don't know why Podbean is kicking people. I'm sorry for people that are trying to listen but are getting kicked. I don't know what's happening. Oh, that's really weird. Is unusual. It seems like it's probably a Podbean issue and not an us issue. Like I don't think Eddie's kicking you. So no, I'm yes, I'm, I'm kicking right. you all these members. I can't stand too, much, too many people here. <laughs> yeah, he's huh. a very aggressive host. It's the it's the side of Eddie that the audience doesn't hear because we're such skilled <laughs> editors. But most of our episodes run to about two hours, and we have to cut out about forty five minutes to an hour of it because it's just Eddie swearing at us telling us how awful we are, how we're amateurs, how he has a history in, yeah, he has a rich history in radio, damn it. This is, this oh. is what we have to deal with every single week. Me booing you? Yeah, you, you booing us, sir. You boo us. I thought that was booing Eddie for his bad behavior. It could be both. 
Oh, hey, God, oh he controls the, the noise machine. It's true, I do. That is true. What a weird Do you have machine. any effects wait, wait, besides wait. applause and booze? Of course I do. Uh-oh. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that noise oh, so no. much. Uh-oh. That was the uh, IRC noise whenever somebody was messaging you. Oh my god, you're right! Yes! Oh yeah. god. That's a terrible noise to say that you got a message. It, it's so awful. It'd be like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, <laughs> uh -oh, you've got you. friends. Uh -oh. Yes. <laughs> but yes, I have other ones too, but I'm saving them for the right moments. Mm. Oh, okay. Right. Again, I can I can see that people keep being uh, kicked out and having to rejoin again. And apologies for that. That's a um, bit of a bit of a hassle on Podbean's side. By all means, submit feedback to them because we sure as hell will. <laughs> but hopefully, this this episode will see us talking about some games in a in a again spontaneous, unplanned manner. Danielle, what book was released today? Rather excitingly. Oh shit! Is this a pop quiz? Am I supposed to know this answer? I do know this answer. It's uh, <laughs> Vampire the Rock. I know this answer. <laughs> I do. I do. I just you know <laughs> I wanted to act surprised. Uh, Vampire the Requiem, Night Horrors, Spilled Blood. That's a big mouthful of words to say. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's 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 not you know Vampire the Masquerade Fifth Edition Cults of the Bloody Blood Gods from the Blood Dark Throne, <laughs> but blood, Eddie's favorite bloody title. blood. Uh, <laughs> it's not it's just spilled blood there's only blood there's only it. one blood <laughs> and you shouldn't spilled cry over spilled blood <laughs> wow um uh we have another caller coming in uh na varp so see how that goes uh, hello hello so i want it's it's just a var um and i want to say i just got geist in the mail and mostly, I think you guys are amazing. I, I really Aww. appreciate all the work Aww. you do. And people haven't talked about it enough lately. But I am still keeping up the hype for the Exalted Essence book. Mm -hmm. It is the most yes. excited mm -hmm. I've been yes. for Exalted since like a month after third edition was announced. Or I got my. Oh, thank you edition. so much. Oh, thank you so much. So I know Dixie, you're I've, working on that. It was great I've, to see like people. Um, I saw uh, Eddie at uh, uh, Gen Con last year, and it was fantastic. But I just want to tell you guys how amazing you guys are. I really appreciate all the work you guys do. It's fantastic. Thank you for that. Thank you. For um, that. I gotta say. Thank you so much. Um, I gotta say. So well, much. I'm getting an echo, but I'll talk about it whenever there's no echo. Okay. I'm also going um, to thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so what I will say about Exalted Essence, um, it is moving along. I know that the contracting prep period was a little bit longer than some of our books. And that's because, you know, we're developing a new system. It's not a new, new system, but we were figuring out what to get rid of and what to keep. Um, and that will be an ongoing process through the red lines process and possibly the second drafts playtesting process. Um, just because trying to make it accessible for all players is, you know, it's a it, it's it's a bit of a challenge because it is a mechanics dense book. But um, I'm super excited for the team I have on it. They are all veteran writers and or veteran exalted writers. Um, we do have a few people on the team who are not super veteran exalted writers, like Danielle, uh, because they are so good with mechanics. So we're really looking forward to it. I just saw. A partial first draft of character creation today. I can say that, um, and yeah. it looks like it's going to shape up to be something really, really cool. Like it's obviously it's going to go through a lot of tweaks because that's what happens when you're developing a new version of a system. But uh, all in all, I'm very excited about it, and the team's very excited about it, and the Slack has been uh, quite talkative. And yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Carpomatic wants to call in, so let's connect him. Adam, oh, what's up, Adam? Hey. Um, I have to say this, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> that that, that, Thanks, that, that doesn't make you special, Adam. I think oh, most people are going to be oh, first-time callers. But, oh, but uh, oh, all right, all right, all credit to you. Well done say for that, that, though. That's fair. <laughs> I oh, had okay. To. Well, in that case, yeah, massive kudos um, to you. I had a little thing from um, PAX, and since Danielle's here, this will work good. 
Um, did you guys know that she has um, ready-made characters of all of you for the um, Trinity um, demos? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> really? You didn't know that? Well, it would have taken someone having to tell me. They're not when... you. They're just named after you because I'm bad yeah. at naming things. They're literally just random characters that I had to give names to, so. It was fun, though. Mm. I played you, Dixon. Who did you, you play were, as? Uh, you were a, nice. uh, like, a uh, badass vigilante. I mean, so it is me, then. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there may be a little we bit of spirit. Uh, we had the second pages were missing, and um, I was stand, sitting there looking at you going, all right, she's got leather pants on, so the character's got leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, oh, yeah, I think uh, like I think Neil's right. character was a sleazy lawyer. Yeah, I think Neil's character was like a sleazy I mean, lawyer or something. something. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I just wanted to call in, say hi to everybody, and uh, I will see most of you there this year. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Packs unplugged. Love it. Yep. Yeah. Look forward to hanging uh, with you. Uh, I know. Me and my group, we're actually getting a hotel room this year, so I won't have to travel back and forth. So, nice. Now, oh, how many Kickstarter backer T-shirts are you going to wear this time? Um, well, I didn't get to wear my uh, my um, uh, damn it, Fetch Quest. So yes, I still have that to wear. Um, we just hit our backer goal. I'm going to date this for you, Matthew, uh, to get the T-shirt for Hunter. <laughs> So I'll have that. And see what else the uh, the year brings. Very cool. Well, speaking of well, which, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of which, of course, Hunter the Vigil is currently on Kickstarter and doing very well. Yes, it Nicely is. Yeah, well. okay. three uh, weeks to go, and we're already over two hundred percent of goal. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what else uh, gets kicked this year. I did all of them last year except for the Exalted because that's just not one that I follow. Rude. Um, sorry. <laughs> I did also get my Geist uh, yesterday, or Monday. And what else is coming? I'm actually waiting my Dystopia Rising, which oh. should be soon, I hope. Yeah, it should be pretty soon, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then they came after that, I believe. Did they? Yeah. It won't, won't be too long. Um, I'm, it, I've just got the email while we are doing this. Uh, to say that all of my errata has been incorporated, and uh, now I just need to fix the page XXs. So not too long at all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know, I know. Page XXs are always a uh, cause worthy of celebration. Indeed, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, my, it was my when pleasure. You leave white in there. <laughs> be like old white wolf uh, and just leave. It no, I'm gonna do it anymore. <laughs> well, so so Green Ronin have an interesting policy to uh, Green Ronin being our sponsors, as we know. No, they're not. They're not really. <laughs> what they were established to be on another episode. Um, but uh, they don't do page XXs in their games. Uh, they do page at ats. At ats. Uh, because, so does uh, yeah. So does Fantasy Flight. It's way easier to see, honestly. I thought uh, about asking. Yeah, well, uh, that. Their reasoning was that uh, to because they do a lot of fantasy games, there's lots of things like fantasy races and monsters that have two X's after each other. Mm -hmm. uh, so whereas nothing has two ats. So it's, it's just it's quite smart. I like it. But I, I don't have a big problem with the X's. Well, Dixie, you know, you're yeah. responsible for the style guide. So, I mean, you can make that change if you want to. Do you know how long it would take me to get everybody to start doing... A different thing instead of page xx um, it would take so long 20 years i still I got start... people that write pgxx instead of pxx and i'm like no no i i, I still have people who don't use a serial comma so you know <laughs> you don't have a burden to bear right well uh we well, that, we need to start kicking the... people off so new people can call in <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rich, let's go ahead yeah, and we're gonna you. let you go, Adam. All right, Bye. have fun. See you. All right, bye. Do you need to kick me. 
I don't need to kick you. Do you want me to kick you? I mean, do you have anything interesting to say, Danielle? Look, I am an interesting human. <laughs> I am offended. Well, that doesn't by mean that you have anything interesting to say. You could be an interesting <laughs> person. Yeah, that doesn't mean to say. But, uh, I like, think Teller people at freak shows were interesting people. Wow. Mm. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I have things to talk about if you, you know, want me to talk. Otherwise, I'm just going to let you talk because it's your podcast. Well, so. before you do that, we have uh, a cult anon wants to call in. So I'm going to connect right now. You are on the air. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Hello. This this must be a cultist super. anonymous. This would be a cultist anonymous. Yes. Uh, uh. I was literally leaving the day job and I see a tweet. And I say, terrific. I have something to do on my short commute. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, that's what we're I, here for. We are here for distraction. Uh, absolutely, distracted Just... direction. Never mind. Nope, not going there. Uh, <laughs> So uh, the the question I called in just because this is this is important near and dear to my heart, um, nameless and accursed is almost out. Yep. Can you guys go into? I, I'm just kind of curious because I mean stuff happens. Life is a thing. Uh, it was sitting around in that art direction for a little while. Can you guys give any insight into what was going on? Um, it's not so much that anything in particular or out of the ordinary was going on. It's just that. Our art director is one person, and he sure. has limited time and resources to uh, art direct books. And sometimes, like like with any job, you don't like doing the same thing too many times in a row. So I think coming off uh, the Promethean Night Horrors, the Werewolf Night Horrors, and the Vampire Night Horrors, you just kind of, you know, let it sit for a few minutes. Also, our developer of that book, Megan, has a lot of projects on her plate. Right. So we weren't in any hurry to get it back to her super quickly. Sure. Um, so really, when it comes to the behind-the-scenes stuff, it's mostly just a matter of juggling all the projects so that everybody gets them at a time that makes sense. And also, when it comes to the art direction part, it's partially about art budgets, how much we can do with any given month. If our artists are tied up on something else, like you'll notice that we use a lot of the same artists for Chronicles books so that they all have yeah. kind of a similar look. And so right. if Sam Araya is already working on four books... Then he might not. Then he might not have the time to do another one. So really, it's just kind of a timing issue. It's not any like particular like we don't like nameless and accursed or anything like that. Yes. It's just kind of like we like need to time everything so that nobody is overloaded at any given time. Sure. I desperately yeah, want uh, that book to come out. Absolutely. I mean, no, uh, I do too. I, 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 <laughs> I have noticed uh, somewhere in the one Monday meeting notes there there was something about recontracting for art or something like that i remember and i was like oh there's some drama here what what happened and i was i was nosy uh, uh, oh no honestly it's, it's, honestly, it's never, all that it's ne it's ahead, never drama yes yeah, it's, it's it's never yeah. drama or at least very rarely so uh artists just like writers have to be recontracted uh, there's always often uh, at least one per project uh, because as Stixie said life sometimes happens uh, but usually it's simply the case that a writer or artist will find out they've got too much on their plate and they have to drop an assignment, and it's unfortunate, but that often happens weeks, sometimes over a month, into taking an assignment on, and that means that we then have to look up another writer or artist to fill in that gap. Uh, mm -hmm. Often, if a, a book very rarely gets put together like clockwork with no issues and it isn't because of any great failing in the process it's simply because when you're working with a sizable team one of those people in the team might just have other priorities that come up and that's completely understandable uh, and I imagine that's exactly what happened in this one. In fact, I'm fairly certain that's what happened in this one uh, because we have meetings every Monday, hence the Monday meeting blog, and, and we discuss these things. But, yeah, there were, there were no disasters surrounding it. It was just uh, a case of a new artist needed to, Exactly, a new artist needed to be hired. Also, you'll notice... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just... Uh, the, the, the same kind of thing we get with our, you know big MCU movies and this, that, and the other, where, you know, this director dropped out because of creative differences. I was, yeah, that, that was, I was imagining a far more interesting story, I guess. No. Nope. As, as Rich just said in the chat, like, 
Sometimes it's just a matter of someone getting sick or someone's kid getting sick or someone's, you know, something happened in their life. Like their their day job got really intense. And so their, you know, freelance work had to suffer. Like that happens to everybody in this industry at some time or another. Um, Like I said, whether it's illness, whether it's mental health, whether it's a family member, whether it's your car broke down and you're trying to deal with that, you know, like it's all kinds of things that can happen. Also with Chronicles specifically, not just all the Night Harvest books have been coming out, but we've also recently done, I mean, we're working on Mummy, we're working on Deviant, we're working on Hunter. So we do have a limited number of Chronicles artists who are all working very hard right now. So that's kind of just the other side of that. Sure. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Totally. Thank you very much oh, for and calling Dark in. Too. I didn't mention Dark Arrows too, but that as well. Yeah. There were a lot of there was a lot of Chronicles art happening over the past like six months. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, you know, Matthew just said like, oh, it never works to clockwork because there's always like somebody, something always. And like, I I just as a developmental philosophy, I have uh, baked in extra weeks where I tell you guys, oh, yeah, I'm going to have it to you at this time. And I tell the authors like, oh, yeah, it's due like usually about two weeks before I want it actually due. Mm-hmm. knowing full mm-hmm. well that somebody is going to get sick or have too much to do or something. And I like essentially will have to give extra time to somebody so that whenever it finally all comes in, I'm like, haha, it's on time. Right. Yeah. There we try not to have a blanket. Ex- Sorry. This is harder okay. in this program. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> now I do to say like, we, we, we try as much as we can to not do blanket extensions for projects. Um, where like just everybody just gets the next another few weeks no matter what like whatever um mm. but i often in my brain have like secret extensions where i'm like this person has a lot of word count they might be yep. a couple weeks late that's fine right. we can start redlining everything else first right yeah right and and that's the big piece is that um there are times in the project where um we can start working on something else like i can send like like we can start redlining parts of the manuscript. I can, you know, get you know some of it ready for editing. I can send like you know the majority of things to certain places, but there also are certain bottlenecks. Uh, um, art, unfortunately, is one of them. Uh, editing is another one where it's like some, you can't really move forward until this piece gets solved. Um, and that's something that we're constantly talking about. Like, well, one of the things we talked about actually in our, our, our summit, I can't go into details, obviously, but our honest past summit, we talked about process and ways that we can kind of improve and, and find better ways to get these deadlines more consistently so you don't have to worry about people getting sick or you know, um, taking a couple of weeks, whatnot. Um, so we're, we're constantly thinking about that and doing it. But, you know, sometimes in the, the day, it's just, okay, we have 15 books all sitting at the same station and we got to pick one and move forward. And sometimes your favorite book may not be the book that gets picked. But the thing is, it isn't. Uh, it's not like it's unique to this industry. If uh, if you work in an office, if you work on a factory floor, uh, and you're in a team of twenty plus people, one person is going to be sick at any given time. Just mm-hmm. law of averages, someone's going to be ill, and uh, quite often, again, you work in an office and you've got twenty or thirty people around you. Someone may even be signed off for a week, might even be for longer, and in that sort of scenario that is absolutely fine it's understood and the team moves on has to hire someone else because in a case like that you can't just hang around and wait uh, and yeah uh, that's that's perfectly fine and it doesn't necessarily uh, mean anything bad for the person that has to drop off because we we understand what it's like we get ill as well and sometimes we need to uh, shift work around or or ask for an extension even uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely something we're going to be a little more keen on this year. Uh, mm. We are keeping a closer eye on deadlines uh, for for writers and well, all parties in the in the big machine. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's something we will definitely benefit from. I guess being a little tighter with, uh, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but to to make the process work a little better. Right, exactly. And um, and to be clear, I mean, we at the end of the day, we make games, you know, I mean, um, if, if someone that we really want to work with, you know, says, hey, you know, I, I had death in the family, you know, lost my job, you know, I'm critically ill. Um, we'll try to work around as best as we can or maybe, hey, cool, we'll take you off this project now and we'll, we'll come back to you when you're when you're 
get your life sorted out. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's one thing to say we need to get the books out and get these moving. But on the other hand, we, we want to make sure that as long as you're communicating with us, and that's the big thing. We talk a lot on the podcast about communicating with developers, communicating with, with us. Um, so as long as you're saying, hey, here's what's going on, here's what's happening, usually we can be pretty flexible, you know, whether we have Dixie's secret uh, uh, budget of, of time or, or Danielle's, you know, lying outright lying to writers about what their deadlines are <laughs> um, we all like, have our strategies to, to kind of work around that um but it's really because we do want to make sure that everyone's doing the same thing but you know flip, the flip side is sometimes the case of the answer is okay well then we'll just find somebody else to take your slot for right now while you get things going because you know so if it's a you have a month of problems okay we, we need to still make the book it's always an interesting challenge yeah absolutely i mean uh, with uh they came from beyond the grave as a project we've currently got going on. And, uh, that was a book where uh, there were a few writers who needed extensions and that was fine. But as, uh, as Dixie said earlier, that do- didn't stop me from starting red lines on the people who had already submitted their work. So uh, part of the process is yes, understanding when the writers are going to turn their work in, but part of the process as a developer is to not get it stuck in your head that you need all work in before you can start doing your part. Uh, Sometimes there's a system integral piece that you do need because everything else is going to be rotating around it. But for the most part, there's always going to be a little that you can start developing. Uh, At least that's my opinion. Absolutely. Um, So let's change topics unless somebody else wants to call in um, since I have Danielle here. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, got you on the spot now. Um, so uh, first of all, I want to ask you, uh, uh, now that um, we're past the holidays, past midwinter, um, Trinity's been out for a, f- a few months now. Um, what are your feelings about it? I mean, you know, we talked a little bit on the roundtable, but I'm curious if you had more thoughts about, like, how, how it's being received, things you could have done better. Uh, well, I mean, so if you ever make a thing, I don't care who you are or what it is you've made, and you look back at that thing after it's out in the world, you will think to yourself, oh, shit, I messed up. Yep. So, yes. of course, every time I read it, because I'm making a character or I'm checking a mechanic for another game I'm writing or anything else, I'm like, well, shit, I should have, I oh, man. I need to clarify that or that doesn't make any sense or something like that. Right. So like that keeps happening to me. And I know that it's just like a truth. Um, So it's not, it's not bothering me so much. It's just like, Oh man, kind of feeling, but I'm actually really happy with a bunch of people. You know, people are very excited for Aeon, Mm -hmm. uh, Trinity continuum Aeon. And that's what they, you know, that's really what they were signing up for when they backed the Kickstarter. And that's really what they were, looking forward to when we were working on this project, but seeing everybody's reaction to the core book as holy crap, this is a game on its own and it's good. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is a great, like let's play all these games with it and people like doing a review of the core book and just talking about how much they're really enjoying it, how much they really like it. It's been such a great like feeling Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the first core book I've worked on as a developer, uh, and, you know, seeing people say this game is fun, not just that they like it and not just that it reads well, but they're actively looking forward to playing it or are actively playing it and enjoying the heck out of it. That's a really great feeling. Um, So, so that's, that's just, I'm really happy to see people responding so well to the core book itself. I mean, of course, you know, Anne has a legacy of people who are fans and people who are just going to eat it up. Right. Mm. But this, the core book on its own is kind of a special new beast. It took some parts of, you know, adventure and some parts of Anne and, and kind of mashed them together to make, you know, a contemporary setting. But in itself, it is brand new to readers. So having the fans react well to that is very nice. Absolutely, especially considering um, it's it's been a while. It took a while to get to that stage, and um, sure did. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a long <laughs> book, but also, I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, it was a lot of firsts, like you said. I mean, you know, we never really done the modern day version of the Trinity Continuum setting before. Um, it was technically not the first one with Story Paths because Sion came out beforehand, but still, it was pretty early on one of the first Story Path games. So yeah. it's pretty yeah. much a whole new system. Right. right. Um, and it almost immediately had to be plugged into not only Am, but then uh, uh, Aberrant. Um, mm -hmm. which is, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like we made a good game with Aberrant. I mean, I'm yeah. still happy with where that manuscript's going, but because it's a superhero game, it's inherently going to be a little more complicated than, yeah. you know, a space opera game or a modern day game. Right. Um, and to see that it's pretty much held up through all of that is, is just, it's one of those things that it's impressive. It's, it's like if you're a chef and you see someone plating something or if you're a musician and you hear music, there are certain things that only when you're inside the industry you can recognize as being really genuinely good um, mm -hmm. in ways that casual audiences or people who aren't working in the industry don't quite recognize. And so something that I, th I think is worth kind of calling out is that to have the story path system, it took a long time to develop, but to have it so easily adapt to four different games simultaneously in development without any real, a, a ton of stress testing outside, like, you know, audiences buying game and playing bubble stress testing is genuinely shocking. It's, it's, and I'm so happy and pleased that people are reacting well to the Trinity core, to story path as a system. Yes, there are some things we could have done better, certain things we could have explained better. Um, mm -hmm. Let's talk about scale, you know, whatever. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not talk about scale right now. <laughs> I don't feel um, like it. But on the, on the flip side, it's, you know, the, the core, the core of the game is really solid. And, like I came on board pretty late. Uh, uh, something I, that Daniel knows about, but the audience know about, is I came on pretty late. Um, so I wasn't really engaged with the writing of the book. I was really more came on board like, hey, let's get this book finished out the door, help right. you know get things solved. Um, and so when I finally got my comp copy, I sat down and read it over the holiday, and I was like, this is like like you said, it's genuinely good. And so I came to it pretty fresh. I mean, the story path right. system stuff I obviously knew, but the actual background was like, this is actually really cool and so now i have the same disease that that ian does where it's like every time i see a, a movie or a tv show i'm like oh you can do that trinity oh you can do that in trinity <laughs> right I yeah i watched i watched birds of prey uh monday and i was mm -hmm. like oh no harley quinn's a talent <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh, no. yeah <laughs> It was just ridiculous. I was like, oh, no, I can't stop seeing it. So, yeah, so, oh, no, no. I, 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 and right now we are both separately involved in a bunch of aberrant stuff right now. You're um, <sighs> developing a couple of aberrant rituals for us. Yeah, I'm developing. So I don't know if I talked to you about this or, like, I've mentioned this on my own personal, like, Facebook, but... So you gave me like a list of these aberrant things. Would you like to develop? And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I can maybe develop like two of them. I don't want to develop all three. And so I'm, you know, doing Nova's Worldwide and I'm doing uh, the Proteus Nova Compendium. And <clears throat> I have Worldwide moving right now with authors and I'm kind of taking a break on Compendium just because I have a bunch of development things like stacking on top of one another and I need to stagger them more. Right. But Travis, right. who's developing the Aberrant Jumpstart, asked me to write it. And at the time I was like, oh, no, I need really need word count. So, yes, I guess I'll write it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm still, like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's your game now, apparently. You're in charge. It apparently. <laughs> just running with it. I feel like someone should tell Ian about that. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. Ian will understand. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's definitely still his game, but I am... Yeah really involved with it right now. <laughs> well, one of the things you're not working on, actually, is um, I also got the first drafts of um, the Duke Rolo rants that we commissioned for Aberrants. And for those who aren't familiar, uh, uh, Duke Rolo is um, a highly opinionated journalist from Aberrant First Edition, um, uh, very much kind of in the vein of uh, like um, a Spider from uh, Transmetropolitan or Hunter S. Thompson. Um, and, uh, so we basically just, here's 5,000 words. Here's the current aberrant first edition go. Um, and, uh, it was definitely a lot of that. <laughs> I don't want to really spoil anything, but, um, it's definitely got that strong, a very strong opinionated journalistic voice. Um, the character is extremely flawed. Um, and it's, 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 it's going to be a lot extremely, of fun. Extremely, extremely flawed. flawed. 
extremely flawed. <laughs> um, oh, 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 somebody asked a question in the chat that I want to talk yes. about whenever we get the time. Uh, yes, uh, they asked I'm excited. Gonna, uh, yeah, so this is a question for uh, Danielle, myself, and Eddie, actually. Um, <laughs> what if you're going to be getting and playing the Wave 4 DLC expansion, Cindered Shadows, being released? It's actually released today. It released today. It dropped today. For, yes. <laughs> yeah, like it is out for Fire Emblem I, Three Houses. And the answer is yes. Um, I personally, because I know like kind of how you add it on, you kind of play it and then you bring it into your game. I'm not going to play it till my next uh, Three Houses run, which will be my fifth run. Um, so I am as a person, uh, because I am currently pretty committed to playing an all adults run on Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, I really wanted to recruit and use a team of just the professors and other adults you can recruit, like like Anna and everybody. Um, but once I have done that, I'm going to pick a route, probably Golden Deer or Blue Lions, because I've already done Black Eagles twice, uh, and do it with Cinder Shadows. So I'm not gonna do it immediately. I've got a lot of work I'm working on. I don't need to like drop into three houses right now. But yes, I will be playing it and talking about it um, because I need my sewer babies to go with my anxiety and depression babies. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm. I just started, and by just started, I mean a while ago, like on a plane to PAX Unplugged. I started. Uh, or was, I guess it was to midwinter. It was much sooner, like much more recent than that. But I started a game, uh, a run of Blue Lions, and I'm not very far in it because I had to take a break so I could do all this development writing work I've been doing. Uh, and so I was like, oh, I could drop it right in. So I'm going to just, I'm not waiting to, to do another run. I'm just going to drop it into this run. Yeah, I just checked my Switch, and it looks like it's not yet recognizing the upload. So I have to. Muscle here today to actually get to upload that new DLC. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Megan Fitzgerald earlier said that it wasn't going to drop to like 9 p.m. EST, so I don't even know who to believe. I'm just not even going to look at it until I have time to play it. That's probably safest and wise. Yeah. Because if I look at it, I'm going to be like, well, I can just play it for a minute. And then <laughs> yeah. I'm going to play it. No. I'll just do like a month. I'm just going to do a month. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. I actually made that mistake yeah. last week. I was like, it's been a while since I played this. Let me just go through one battle. And then it was like two hours later. <laughs> yes. like, no. Yeah, exactly. Fire yeah, it's so impossible. Each time. Although, uh, speaking of games you haven't played much, um, we were just talking about this a couple days ago, but we have actually not been playing Mario Kart recently. No, we have got to play that soon. Matthew, we have to play that soon. Is, is, is Matthew even still here? He's been so quiet. <laughs> I'm I'm still here. I'm, I've been listening to all of your wonderful voices. <laughs> he fell asleep. <laughs> uh, I I don't I, no I don't have much to contribute on the uh, subject of uh, Fire Emblem or, or or Trinity. But no, I um so I am more than happy to let everyone else talk. But yes, we haven't played Mario Kart since midwinter. I or did we play brief maybe once no. afterwards? Not sure. No, we haven't played since uh, midwinter. No, no. It's, uh, so yeah, it has been a while, and uh, uh, right now I am uh, le champion, uh, <laughs> so that means uh, I need to keep hold of that crown, and I suppose at some point that means defending it, but at the same time, I keep hold of it by not defending it, so I, I win either way. <laughs> I, I, I like how you are both aggressively defending your crown, but also justifying slacking off and not defending it at all. That's, it's very, very heel tactic of you. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think I need to, uh, I need to find competitors who are worse than you, uh, because, uh, in that way, my, my victory, it will be forever assured. Well, I mean, you always keep playing with me. So, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give you Neil know, a call. You know, I was considering getting, uh, Mario Kart for my birthday, like asking for some games for my birthday, and that was on the list. And uh, you can always play against me and just win because I'm bad at that game. Yeah, there you go. That's what we'll do. Excellent. <laughs> Screw you yes. two. I'm going to be playing with Danielle. <laughs> that does not sound dirty in any way. Um, mm. I want to play with Danielle asked, too. <laughs> I want to play with all of you, so we'll just make that happen. Make that happen. So. Um. Somebody asked if we had seen. I'm just taking over. Somebody yeah, asked ahead, if we'd sure. seen the Ultra Carbon <laughs> Kickstarter. First thing ever, uh, ever. Now she's taking over the podcast. Who knows what happened next? Yeah. <laughs> the world, Rich. Rich, she's coming for you. She's, <laughs> she's coming for your job. This is not true. 
not What's true. What's the Danielle podcast? Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, somebody asked if we'd seen the altered carbon Kickstarter, and if so, what we thought of it. Uh, I mean. I, oh, I thought you were going to answer that question. <laughs> I am good. I was well. I was trying to decide how if I wanted to like be genuine or snarky. Um, I've seen it. I'm interested in it. I really like Carlton Carbon, the TV show. Uh, the book itself, which is what a it little... seems like it's based on. Right. If yeah. it's based like on the TV it, show, yeah. that sounds that sounds fantastic. The book itself is a little dated, in my opinion, and and also if I really want to play transhumanism, I, I could also just play a game I already own, which is Eclipse Phase. Uh, um, so the RPG is being made by Hunters Entertainment, who are all um, lovely people, so far mm-hmm, as I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure the game is uh, is going to be excellent. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's largely based on the uh, Netflix show, as is my understanding. And it does seem to have uh, gained an awful lot of support in a very short space of time. So it's obviously riding that Netflix wave, which... Uh, is well good, good for them. Uh, I hope, yeah, I hope great. it does that's well. Exciting. No, that's super exciting. It's not that I don't want to play it. It's just that I'm, I'm a little poor. <laughs> I can't afford to back all the Kickstarters I want to. That's totally fair. Um, but it's interesting you mentioned um, uh, Ultra Carbon, the novel being a bit dated, is um, uh, one thing I'm doing this year is uh, – what I've been calling my 20 for 2020 challenge, which is I'm reading 20 different cyberpunk novels throughout the year. Um, and I'm specifically trying to get a relative mix. I'm trying not to like repeat authors, for example. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started off with novels that I knew I would like and genuinely enjoy. Um, so like I read um, uh, Burning Chrome, which is the anthology uh, by um, uh, William, William Gibson. Blah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I names are terrible. I'm terrible names. Um, but I also read. Um, uh, anyway, I read a bunch of books. Um, and Alter Carbon is one of those that I do want to uh, read because I saw the show. I liked the show. Um, I listened to an audiobook version of it, and the the performance was actually quite entertaining on that. Um, but I, I am also expecting. Cause part of the reason why I'm doing this is to see. Uh, uh, how cyberpunk has evolved from the the, the early eighties to now. And so I'm like shotgunning like different time periods, like Transmetropolitan was actually one of the ones I read recently. It's a slightly more modern take on cyberpunk. Um, Alter Carbon is a little older, um, but it's after the initial kind of wave of literary cyberpunk. Um, so I'm curious to see how that holds up. And also I'm trying to read, um, there's a couple, like there's one that's uh, set in uh, the Middle East. Uh, there's one that's set in Africa. So I'm also trying to look at non-US, non-European cyberpunk settings too. Because I'm curious to see how people take those same tropes and adapt them to different uh, cultures and different settings. Um, and I thought Alter Carbon had some good ideas. Um, I'm curious to see if I, if I read the book, if they pan out the way I thought they do, or if it's going to land a little flatter on the page. Because a good performance can really salvage a, a, a relatively mediocre uh manuscript times so it's super real i mean i'm i'm just gonna say it richard k morgan is transphobic and i don't want to support him hunter's entertainment is fine altered carbon the tv show i'm sure is fine i don't know if any Mm -hmm. money is going to richard k morgan and -hmm. until i know that i will not be backing it i am interested in it it looks cool it looks like it's well made i have no problem with people making it but like i am not comfortable much like i am not comfortable supporting orson scott card sure that's 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 how I feel. That's fair enough. Um, fair. Eclipse phase is super super good. Highly recommend mm-hmm. it. Um, and if you're supporting Alter Carbon Kickstarter, no problem with you. That's your choice, you know. But that's my personal opinion on it. And as it says right. on my Twitter, views are my own. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, uh, uh, not to change conversation, but I absolutely agree that like um, uh, uh, Eclipse phase is. Also, you know, by a great company, you know, a lot of them are, are, are personal friends of us. Like there's lots, we have friends with Hunter's Entertainment, um, a day different take on transhumanism. It's also really, really good. Second edition looks fantastic. It's a beautiful book. Um, so, I mean, it's nice to have options, honestly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cool. I do want to scroll back real quick because um, Adam, right before the, the Kickstarter comment, he did mention uh, when we were talking about uh, Trinity, um, he said we watched uh, Six Underground on Netflix. He thought the same thing about how this could be done in Trinity. And Six Underground was exactly the film when I realized I had this problem. 
because <laughs> Six Underground <laughs> is ridiculous. It is a Michael Bay film, and I am still not sure if Michael Bay is intentionally parodying himself or if Michael Bay just has no self-awareness and just made the most Michael Bay film entirely possible. From what um, I understand, that one was intentional parody. That it, it's got enough there that makes me think that's true, um, but it's played just straight enough that it, I still have doubts occasionally when I'm watching it. It's like I almost don't know, um, uh, but it definitely feels like a parody. But yet the the parody is so over the top. You can see the genre notes that make it snap well with something like uh, Trinic Tenuum Core because it, it's right. putting those tropes up so explicitly because that's what parody has to do. Parody has to kind of send up the tropes a little more clearly. And so you have things like Adam mentions the, the car, car chase scene. Um, you know, it's really good stuff for like, you know, you're, you're going, you're, you're doing a like eternal uh, Tokyo drift around the circle that lasts for like 20 minutes and while also opening the car door and shooting people and hitting every single one every single time. That's talent level stuff, you know? <laughs> no human right. can do that stuff. And so I was like, oh, that's how talents work. And that's when I really kind of got it in my head. So yeah, Six Underground is ridiculous. And if you're into ridiculous action films, I, I, I won't say recommend it because that gives it much more... <laughs> it seems like I enjoyed it. Let's put it that way. I, I love ridiculous good. like gunkata type stuff. So I love yeah. like the John Wick movies and Equilibrium and like all that sort of thing. So that's that's where I go whenever I think of talents. Right. It's just like people that are far too good with with weaponry in general. Yeah. I'm gonna oh, I'm you, gonna point to the Fast and Furious movies. Yes. Um what was the new one? Um uh Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. That again, ridiculous. It's wonderful, it's but it's ridiculous. ridiculous. They just get they just get more and more ridiculous them as they go on, and now there's like Fast nine, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny. So like, I watched Hobson Shaw on the way to America uh, for Midwinter, <laughs> and it's the first Fast and it's the first Fast and Furious movie I've seen. <laughs> oh no! Uh, it may be the last fa- Well, it may be the last <laughs> Fast and Furious movie I, I see, but it was fun. You know, it was mindless fun, and I know that isn't always the best sales technique to say well you know it's it's entertaining it fills a gap but it, it certainly wasn't offensive uh, i thought it was just yeah brainless <laughs> entertainment uh with the rock in and, and i like the rock for various reasons i'm gonna put that on I the cover just... of the dvd brainless entertainment with the rock in <laughs> Yeah, I am just. Uh, I I just. This is such a glowing review. It was adequate. (laughs) Exceedingly (laughs) adequate. Right, but like the shot they says in the chat, um, they started off as drag racing films, and it's true. It's like it starts off with it's a film about drag racing, and now we're there's international spies that are stopping the world while throwing cars at each other. Um, It reminds me of like the Saints Row franchise. Saints Row One was basically kind of. Grand Theft Auto, but a little hyped up. Saints yeah. Row 2 was like, okay, we're beating each other up with dildos, but still generally <laughs> about a street gang. And straight, straight, Saints Row 4, it's like you're literally going into space and also are the president of the entire world. You know? And yeah. so I feel like that's, the same trajectory is happening with the Fast and Furious franchise. And that's why Saints Row 4 is the best of the Saints Row franchise thus far, because it realized it was stupid and it was like, cool, we're just going to go with it. Absolutely. And that was as I mentioned that Saints Row is is uh, their uh, TC core game inspiration. So that's amazing. And I love that. <laughs> uh, so we got about uh, 10 minutes left. So if uh, anybody else has questions um, either in the chat or wants to call in, uh, we still got a little bit of time left. Uh, Rich Thomas is still hanging out, but he says he's not going to be calling in. So Rich is snubbing us. So I just thought, you know, Rich. <gasps> that's Rich. Well, that's you know, so that, that's fine. No, it's fine, Rich. We speak to you every week. That's enough. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, you so, could if you wanted to. I mean, I could. I could just call him. He would get so tired of me. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you call him like at random parts of the day. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Rich, how's it going? Why are you? I mean, I don't live that far from him, so I could just show up at his house. <laughs> also, maybe don't do that. I mean, do that. Lisa invited me. That. It's true. Okay. Lisa invited me for dinner. Well, that's dinner. That's not randomly. <laughs> like, I bet if I showed up at their house, Lisa would just feed me. That's probably true. 
Yes. Lisa is our bookkeeper and Rich's wife, uh, for those of people who don't know, and she's amazing. She's she she's the best person that works at Onyx Path. And she's, she's, essentially, so, she's essentially our nerd mom. Uh, so Adam Carpomatic wants to know, can you reveal a secret project that hasn't been announced yet? Uh, no. no. But, Good. I'm not going to. But, I mean, we so can, but but V5 Chicago folios uh, will be going out to backers of Chicago by night within the next couple of days. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, we have the the book has been approved. Uh, our Google form has been set up for Errata, and it's all just waiting the click of the button. So yeah, that's a new V5 book from Onyx Path for backers of Chicago by night to look forward to. So that's exciting. And uh, the next one in the queue will be Let the Streets Run Red, uh, which is currently getting art in. And I'm very much looking forward to the release of that book because I think it's a fantastic book. And the writers who worked on it really brought their A game, as they say in the sporting world and more widely, the world. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, I just, I. yeah, uh, I know it's it's uh, th- that's the way language works, though, isn't it? And yeah, that means uh, I've got to get working on the outlines for the Cult of the Blood Gods stretch goals uh, because we need to start working on some new V five products. Indeed. Shout um, asked uh, how long until Contagion Chronicle? Um, where is Contagion Chronicle right now? Is it in layouts? I want to say. I believe I so. so. I, I don't know what's happening ever. <laughs> I just pretend to work No, no, here. no, no. I, th- I, I, I think you're correct. Uh, we were having art coming in for it, so it's around the time that the last few pieces of art would be coming in and it's uh, all being put together um, right. by Mike or whoever Mike has allocated it to. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's another book. Um, with my name on as developer, and I don't mind telling you, audience, uh, that was a hell of a book. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that I, c- yeah, I don't know that I could ever really recommend uh, being the developer on a book that has twelve or thirteen different game lines in it. But it was, uh, it, it, there's a lot in it. There's a lot of fun but it probably required more scrutiny than anything else I've worked on uh, from myself and from other developers. I, I think so, there's been a context yeah, to the importance be... for this is that not only was it a game that melded 12 game lines, but one of those games was still being written while you were working on this yep. book. Well, no, no <laughs> yep. not just one. Three of those games, three, because Deviant, oh, really? Hunter, and Mummy are all in oh, it, and that's all second nice. edition. You're so right. uh, and there was a lot of blocks that were moving as that book was being written. Uh, so I have no doubt once it uh, comes back from layout for proofing, there's going to be some adjustments that need to be made. That's fine. That's understood. Uh, right. But yeah, it's uh, it was a massive undertaking. And honestly, it has pleased me no end to see how well it was received during the Kickstarter and afterwards. Right. And so yeah. Hopefully, uh, it meets a happy the, audience. Yeah, to address the question correctly, directly, um, um, our general policy is that um, we don't like to give firm dates because, as we talked about the, er, the first part of this podcast, um, things happen. You know, people get sick, problems occur, trees fall on houses, what have you. Um, and so it's always dicey to, to put a date on, particularly for a Wraith product. Not that it's a Wraith <laughs> product, but I just learned from hard experience that Wraith products are particularly cursed. Uh, but I mean, that being said, uh, once the rest of the art comes in, um, there'll be a proofing stage, which is generally pretty quick. Um, then it has to go to White Wolf approval, um, and they have a couple of weeks to look it over, um, assuming they don't have uh, egregious comments. And traditionally, they don't at that stage. Um, then it'll go pretty quickly to the errata phase. So if you're a Kickstarter backer, it's probably not too long now, let's put it that way. You know, the I'm going to tell Danielle off for typing now because I was told off for typing earlier. Oh my God! You can hear that, so Danielle. Yeah. I'm telling yes. you off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's it. You're never going to co-host kick her, this podcast kick her, again, Eddie. Danielle. Kick her off. <laughs> There's three minutes left. Give her a big boot. Oh, okay, boot me. <laughs> Done. 
no. <laughs> Power. <laughs> oh, I like it. Very moody. Are uh, you making terrifying you crow sounds now? Uh, well, I shot his. Hello. Hello. Oh, I just wanna, oh, hi. Just hello. I just want to call and say how much I love your show and your books. Great job. Oh, Keep thank you. I thought you were calling in to correct us because we all say your name different ways. Uh, that's a common thing. I just go with whatever people say. Fair <laughs> what is the way you prefer to have it pronounced? Most of the time I say Le Chote. Le Chote. Okay. We'll try okay. Le Chote. Le Chote. I like that. Well, thank uh, you very much for your very kind words. And uh, thank you for your for complimenting the podcast as well. We're nearly at episode 100, so we're going to have to do something special. We were just talking about that. Yeah, we need something nice for episode 100. We don't know what that yeah, is Yeah, you weren't there because we didn't invite you to that conversation. <laughs> no, that's fine. And also, it was late at night and you would have been asleep. Well, yeah, well, you know, uh, it was like two uh, thirty uh, in the afternoon. It, it was, was way earlier than this now. Excellent, you know, even better. So, not only do you lie to me, but also it was at a time that I could have been invited. <laughs> I am, I'm hurt, I'm upset, and I think that that almost signals the end of the podcast. In in total, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't mean just this episode. I mean forever. <laughs> like you're quit. Like you have trampled my dreams. Uh, that's always been my goal, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you for calling in the show. Uh, I'm sure that that went exactly as you expected. We are getting close to the end. So, uh, uh, Matthew, if people want to talk to you about how you've been horribly mismanaged and misabused by us, where would they find you online? Uh, they can find me on matthewdawkins.com, but they please don't uh, email me to say I've been mismanaged or abused by my colleagues. I love them really, and <laughs> we all we all get along. It, it's all it's all kayfabe, as they say in the wrestling industry. Obligatory wrestling, Sorry, wrestling reference, reference number fifty-two, uh, because there was a big gulf of episodes where we weren't doing it. So I'm just right. catching up for time. It was so uh, nice. But yeah, Matthew Dawkins. It was so com. awesome. Yeah, yeah. When we weren't doing it. Well, I'm making <laughs> I'm making up for the Fire Emblem references because I have no idea what you're talking about that when you fair. talk about that. So. That is fair. Which which means we also need something that me and Matthew can do to exclude Eddie. So we got to find a thing, uh -huh. Matthew. I thought that, that was we know uh, a lot musicals. About. Musicals. He didn't know what there the you music go. Man was. No. What? I, I no. That. But uh, and you didn't know what War of the Worlds was. And I don't a accept musical. that. Right. It well, is can... a musical. It may not be on Broadway, but it is a musical. It's not on Broadway. It doesn't count. Prisoner 24601. <laughs> if people want to talk to you about musical fiction, where do they find you online? Uh, you can find me in any of several discords on Instagram, Twitter, etc. Dixie Cyanide or DixieCochran.com if you want to pay me money to make your words better. And uh, uh, people can find me uh, crying in the corner as I as I realize how badly this has gone. <laughs> but no, <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm online at uh, pugsteady.com. Uh, from there, you can find access to all of my social media accounts. Um, uh, I want to uh, thank uh, both of you for putting up with the unusual setup. Uh, thank all of our callers for calling in, including our uh, inadvertent, unofficial fourth co-host, Danielle. Um, <laughs> Thanks to everyone in the chat for uh, hanging out and having questions and dealing with uh, a very kind of awkward system, it seems. Um, we'll talk to Podbean about it, and then hopefully things will get sorted out if we decide to do this again. Uh, but uh, check us out on Discord. Check us out on theonyxpath.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We have a number of great uh, Facebook communities. Um, so continue to talk with us. Continue to reach out to us. Let us know what you like about the games, what you'd like to see more of. But... Whether you talk to us live, whether you listen to us afterwards, always remember, many worlds, one pathcast. I'm going to open a that drink. It's going to be real loud because there's no mute button. Ah. Uh.
Crack open a cold one for the common working person. It's a Diet Coke, yo. <laughs> is it a cold one? It is a cold one. Well, there you go. I doubt. Oh my god, thank I hate you. the laugh track you, so much. Track. I hate it. You hate it? Yeah, Br- British British comedies don't really do laugh tracks. Never, never really did. Not sure oh, why. Maybe the, that's why um, I like them better. My God, this is an American yeah. show. <laughs> False. Oh, I would okay. argue that the best American comedies do not have life. Do, do not have laugh tracks. That's true. That's true. Obviously, a lot of people like Seinfeld, don't they? Seinfeld had a laugh track. Yeah, but I wouldn't rank it among the best personally. Like I think uh, I things think like you know, Parks and Rec and The Office, Arrested Development, The Good Place. Hmm. Faulty Towers doesn't have a laugh track, Clara. I'm all, I'm arguing with the audience now. Right. <laughs> okay. How dare um, you? How well, dare you come in here? Okay. It is now five o'clock, so we're going to officially get started.